Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet. I'm here back one year later with Susan Schramm. I'm my co-MC for Nehemiah Week. Susan, good to have you in studio. Welcome. Well, thank you. Well, Susan, um, you know, you and I just kicked off um, Nehemiah Week. And um, I'm not sure about you, but... Um, it doesn't get old, you know, the, right. the opportunity this year, we began the Kingdom Business Tour, yeah. began in, in, well, first of all, before, before the tour, we began with an amazing worship by Manor House. That was my own church, Pastor Mark and the worship team there. So what do you think of the worship? That's what we experience every well, Sunday. I'm going to start the morning, you know, and it's interesting. What I love when we do these international worship set services is that then because everybody has their screens on, you can see people all over the world dancing to a common uh, a common song that they know in their own language. It's just, it's really beautiful. A beautiful way to start every day. I'd love to just sign up for this every morning. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Yeah, and even before that, we begin with, with, with corporate prayer. And tomorrow we're going to go, we're going to start corporate prayer and that's at nine o'clock Eastern Standard. And then we'll, we're going to go to Paris, France tomorrow for the worship. So that's going to be fun and interesting. And then Pastor Moore brought an interesting message. You know, he, 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 he really dealt with, you know, how do we handle, how do we pivot or navigate or, or adapt in midst of the risk we face as we try to build our businesses and operate with excellence. I thought he brought a very, very clever message with that ax in, in the book of Second Kings. What, what were your thoughts about his message? Well, first of all, I had never heard that verse from Second Kings about this pastor who who was out there lo losing an axe, and then what did he do? And then he borrowed it, and it was interesting because he spoke about the stress that comes when you're under the gun. You're in charge of getting something done, and something doesn't go well. And what was interesting was that he, first of all, just acknowledged that he he be honest, and I thought. One of my favorite parts is he said, you need to start with being direct and yeah. openly admit what's my part in this. Mm. And, uh, and obviously there's the whole, let God help you in this moment. But sometimes, I don't know, there's a tendency to just look around and say something went wrong at somebody else's fault. And uh, that really jumped out to me as a, a really basic idea of like, where am I in this? What part of this did I own? And where, what do I need to adjust? Anyway, what about you? Yeah, no, truly. I mean, he mentioned the two, three point in midst of when you face that kind of situation where you lose something or you are the uh, you're facing a challenge, a crisis, whatever that might be. Remember that the, you know God's power, right, and, and God's grace, God's power, He's able. God's grace is is sufficient for you, and that He does care. He is concerned about a circumstance, a situation, whether you're facing payroll situation, prices increase, yeah. right, due to inflation, right, uh, supply chain backlog, right, um, whatever it is, social disturbance in your community, um, political challenges, whatever it might be, that, he, that God is powerful, he, he, he's able, uh, he's gracious, uh, his grace is sufficient for you, and he cares, he's, he, he cares about whatever you care about, he cares about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a comforting, a comforting feeling as we, I love how our examples these days aren't only COVID. Our examples of what you could run into could be so varied. And yet 
in all cases, you're striving and you, you can't do it all by yourself. Right. That is absolutely right. Again, I'm talking to uh, with Susan Schwein. We're talking about Nehemiah Week recap. If you missed Nehemiah Week today, I want to encourage you to register and join us tomorrow as we get into the meat of the conference. Um, uh, Susan is is uh, the CEO of Go to Market Impact. She's also the vice chair of Nehemiah Project. Her and I are both going seeing this week. Uh, so, Susan, then we we started our tour. We kind Wait of we, we did the amazing. We zipped around the world and saw all over the world. I mean, uh, this used to this used to be done physically, and you go to a town and visit businesses. What's yeah. amazing about this format is that we can just meet with and talk to entrepreneurs from all over the world. It was really very fun. Now, nah, tr it truly is. Uh, even before we get to the we got to the first entrepreneur, we did award some entrepreneurs today. Mm -hmm. I do want to congratulate those that we honored today, uh, Joan Randall. Uh, she received the more than a conquer of the year. Uh, we also honored Coletta, Joe from the United States, Coletta uh, from Kenya. Uh, we also honored uh, my good friend uh, Ken from Malaysia and also Winnie mm -hmm. from, um, from, from Kenya. All these entrepreneurs, you know, this award is one of my favorite awards, Susan, the more than a conquer of the year award, because it's an award that we provide to entrepreneurs who are have gone be have overcome great odds within the year or within the but yet kept pressing to to let their light so shine in the marketplace and the stories were just so impressive i mean whether it was whether it was illness or whether it was business setbacks whether you know uh, whatever it was these people had a strong uh, conviction and they were truly more than a conqueror is a great name for that award. Entrepreneurship is really about resilience. You know, a study was done years ago about, um, you know, what, what is the one key attribute that every entrepreneur to have that successful entrepreneur have based on that study. It was not innovation. It was not technology. It was not wit. You know, it was not capital. It was none of that. It came down to resilience, perseverance. It came down to the ability to stay the course. And so I think that these entrepreneurs exemplify the essence of what it means to be an entrepreneur. Stuff are going to happen, right, to you personally, to your business, to your team, whatever it is. Maybe the question becomes, can you press through? You know, you talk about the risking all the time, mm -hmm. right? You, you, you can. Yeah, there's risk in every business. And, you know, it's funny, that step-by-step -step ability to say, okay, that was then, this is now. What do I do next, Lord? It's a really powerful, and the stories from all over the world of people who just um, have that conviction. That itself was inspiring, yeah. And that it was. So we're gonna start with Ken. Uh, Ken with D. Bazaar from Malaysia. Yeah, I we started in Malaysia. Like, I don't, I've not been to Malaysia yet, but that was a fascinating insight into the Malaysian marketplace. Well, you wanna go there. I, as I said to Ken, move over Amazon, move over Alibaba, here comes D. Bazaar. Um, you know, one of the key emphasis that you and I made had to do with this idea of seeing if how they were able to adapt, mm -hmm. right, to remain excellent in prison. What were your thoughts about Ken, his idea, and his ability to adapt? Um, well, I thought it was interesting to me that, you know, he had a vision for an, he had a vision through biblical entrepreneurship, he had a vision for an online marketplace where he was really going to create a marketplace and had all sorts of technical and e-commerce market means that you um, have to build all the technology behind it. You have to build a lot of the, but you have to build the market. 
mean, he actually had to have buyers and sellers. He had to create an entire marketplace, which is very, very complex. And, uh, and so what was interesting was that COVID was an ally of his. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought that. But the fact that people weren't necessarily comfortable, the merchants weren't, the buyers weren't necessarily comfortable about an e-marketplace. And COVID accelerated so much of the Malaysian community's comfort level with getting online and doing business that um, he attributed that adapting was his whole community was adapting. That was a big part. And um, the other thing I thought was interesting was he was really had to teach everybody how this would work. He, he really leans in to helping people do their work differently and make their businesses viable. So his, his clients, his merchants aren't only clients. He's actually helping them be successful and helping the whole community be successful. 50% of his revenues, he's he's sending, you know, he's making a lot of investment in that community. He's donating. And I just feel like there's a lot going on there as far as, um, his adapting had to do with not just his own business adapting, but adapting a whole community of people to do something different. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ken is very resilient as an entrepreneur. I remember when he first went through book entrepreneurship, facing tremendous challenges and failed in the United States, re, re, relocating to Malaysia, and through that, trusting the Lord to help him rebuild. He's come a long way. Just an amazing thing. If you want to know more about Ken's business, visit our e-community. Just go there, check him out, check out his business. D Bazaar. D Bazaar. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we went to Africa, uh, particularly Kenya. Again, Kenyans, we are praying for you. We know you're waiting. You're the, the announcer your president. We're praying for peace in Kenya. We're praying for God's protection in Kenya. And we're praying that the Lord will protect you against all harm, that there'll be a peaceful transition of power in Kenya. So this company was interesting. So, so, so this was Fikin Howell. This was a, a, an accountant auditing company. Not very sexy. But I thought his approach, their commitment to integrity, to excellence, was very sexy. What were you think? Were you ever thought about a kind of company like this in Africa by a Christian entrepreneur? Well, it was interesting to me that when you talked about the context of an economic marketplace that you want to have trust in, that is uh, attracting investors from around the world. I mean, Kenya is growing in leaps and bounds. It's, a, it's one of the most connected. I'm from the telecom industry. It's one of the most connected places in the world. And, and people, don't, people think of, oh, should I invest in Africa? What he's, what he's doing, what they are doing, these partners are doing, is putting together a business that's really helping improve the integrity of business. So he really has a very high bar for how his own com- their own companies should perform, but they also have a high bar for how their clients should perform. And in doing that, they found themselves having to teach as well, right? They're, they're teaching people about governance. They're teaching people more than accounting. They're teaching people about running a business with integrity and building trust in each other and in these businesses. So yeah, I, I was really, <laughs> my dad was an accountant and truthfully, you know, I don't, I, I, I go, okay, you know, accounting, boring, but actually the inspiring part to me was the role they intend to play in shaping a community in Kenya with integrity and trust. Amen. And that is, that is the future of the global economy, Africa. And, and that 
element of financial integrity, transparency, and trust is going to be critical to attracting capital and helping capital stay. As you know, in the United States, the key marker for an amazing capital market in attract investors is transparency and integrity right. in the area of finance. So they are, they are doing something. Well. If you want to know more about this big company, visit us. Visit, go to our e-community platform and check out this company. I mean, Speak and Howell. Mm-hmm. an amazing business. Nicholas, I want to congratulate you and commend you and your, your team. Then from there, we went to Europe. Um, we landed in Paris. So this gal in Europe, Pauline, I remember her in the class. And Susan, um, she was, there was a, she wasn't clear. And she had a, her first business project was something in the area of, of media. That was her first thing. She wanted to do a, a like a transformational kind of a media product uh, from a programming standpoint. And she needed, it was very reliant on sponsors and creating a, an amazing media program that would attract advertisers. Uh, it, didn't, it didn't go. Uh, she couldn't make the model work. And then I come back to Paris, France, like five years later. And then I meet her at a networking event for biblical entrepreneurs. And then she shows me her new business. And I'm like, wow, right? She created, because of the, she couldn't figure out the business model for the other business. She pivoted to fashion, which was an easy business. (laughs) And she created her own brand in her own name, competing with Chanel, competing with Prada, competing with Gucci. I mean, she's going in there from Paris, the fashion capital of the world. I mean, what do you think about her and her ability to know the pivot, to adapt and to bring such quality into the marketplace? Yeah, it was a great story. She was a learning person, though. She had she had worked in some of these fashion companies, not necessarily as the head of, of design, but in the fashion companies and really learned the processes and tools and disciplines necessary for effective business in fashion because so many she says so many people in fashion aren't really you know focused on creating business much less christians in this space so she ends up uh, taking as she said it was an idea in her head that she translated into a business and uh, invested all her savings um, to the pauline t brand but what was interesting she did um i thought it was interesting she had this idea of um very unique design uh she used the what was it it was like a not a robe but it's a, like, in, like an arabian like a middle eastern like kind of robe, right yeah, wear for dressing occasions right and so she designed these but she would go just design two or three and then they can feel very exclusive and even had an influencer uh on a stage using this and just a very intentional approach to building a fashion business and that she did. I bought a I bought a piece for my wife, uh, so I know it's quality. Um, and she has a unique model. If you want to know more about Pauline T, visit us at eCommunity.com. Just go to the platform. You can check out her business, Pauline T. It's an amazing fashion brand out of Paris, France. Now, from there, we went to Latin America. And an entrepreneur that we all know well, uh, Yamil, and Emil runs right now three three businesses. He runs Sound City, which is, was his first business with, through which he won the international business plan competition. Mm-hmm. Um, music. Sound City is a, a music 
That's right. It's a music training, training. and, and kind of a coaching organization for artists and musicians. And then he, he's also the director for the Nehemiah Community Center in, in Mexico. Uh, that he launched this other business, Yuhuru, which means, uh, he said it means... Swahili uh, for freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He launched it in the midst of the pandemic where he was going through various challenges and he launched his new business, which is doing amazingly well. And, and so what I love about Yamil, his artistry shows, but also his business savvy shows, mm -hmm. right? And so let's talk about Yamil. What are your thoughts in terms of seeing his ability to operate with excellence as an artist in this creative space with through you? Yeah, I thought it was interesting because he, his, the, the, the freedom, he's trying to tap Mexican artists. I mean, every one of these uh, biblical entrepreneurs had a vision for people beyond themselves. And in this case, he's trying to tap, help the world tap the talent of, of Mexican uh, artists, creators, designers, you know, sound system people, video artists, you know, all different kinds in this digital marketing agency. And his dream is to help direct that beyond even beyond Mexico to people who are going to be able to want to present themselves and be heard in a new way. And um, I thought uh, Yamil was very honest about the fact that it, it isn't easy <laughs> and disciplining musicians to follow a process or disciplining artists. Artists, yeah. The process is really hard, right? So he's got this business of creatives that he's now trying to rein in and help create process at excellence, operational excellence, uh, as we're talking about, um, that sometimes that's, a, again, it's a lot of teaching. He's teaching his own employees. He's teaching uh, his clients. And I think that just continues to be a theme here is that when you go into the space of operational excellence, you're not simply putting together your to-do list to be good. <laughs> you know, excellence is, a, as we say earlier, is it's an ongoing pursuit of being the best you can be. Mm. But what's, what hit me today as we listen to these people is you, you end up having a role beyond yourself because you're not only thinking about excellence of you, your operation, but the people you're serving and their operation. So it's, it's, a, it's a full perspective that I think uh, all of them took and Yamil's definitely applying to his business. I love it. So it's not excellence for excellence sake. Right. Right. The end is that others benefit as well and raising all as well. Excellent. You are one of the uh, you are a client of you. I am a client of Uhuru. It's been that experience for you. It's been interesting because he's teaming. He's teaming with Robert Fukui, a, a former board member as well, um, on a on a consult consultative approach and designing not just the the piece parts of digital marketing, but a, a marketing strategy. And so from the beginning, I knew I was going to be a beta uh, client. But what's interesting is watching them put in place great tools and processes and holding all of us accountable. Because it's not just so many times, it's not just you as a business person, but your client has to be held accountable to their part of, their, of the agreement. Right? And anyway, I'm, I'm enjoying the journey. Yeah, yeah. The deliverables are uh, mutual accountability. Uh, uh, Melantu, what her body is watching, Melantu, good to see you. She was the first winner in Madagascar in international business competition, won second place internationally, launched her business in microfinance. Melantu, good to have you. Melantu, look forward to seeing you this week during Nehemiah, Nehemiah Week. Again, we're talking about Nehemiah Week. I'm here with, um, 
with uh, Susan Schramm, the uh, CEO of Go to Market Impact, also the vice chair of Nehemiah Project. Her and I co emceeing together at Nehemiah Week this year, third year in a row. I want to invite you to join us. Tomorrow we start again with it, it all day conference with various good speakers, and then Wednesday and then Thursday, the Investors Forum, and then Friday, the International Business Plan Competition. And we're going to comment it on Saturday with our impact event with keynote speaker David Benham. So if you're not yet registered, make sure you do so now so you can be a part as well. If you missed it, that's okay because you register, you'll get a chance to see a, a, a recording of what you've missed. Well, Susan, then from there, we went to the United States of America, North America. We landed back home here. <laughs> and I tell you, we have another financial, well, financial services company, accountants, kind of business finance. Mm -hmm. This one now was, was sure. you know, finance from an insurance perspective. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I was just so impressed by Catherine. Uh, the company is Binger Insurance and Financial Consulting. It's a family business. Uh, they went through BSA, ID and Destiny. They proudly talked about the impact. And then she came to Christ while she was in the program, being coached by Anna Maria from AMP. What do you think about that particular presentation? You know, it was a great uh, affirmation that the growth of a founder of a company, the growth of the founders is impacts the growth of the business. Mm -hmm. Who that person is really influences so much the, the business culture, the business success. And, um, and they're a couple. I mean, she, uh, she and Roy are both, you know, they're sitting there as a couple going through this journey together. And it's a um, they're very open about the fact that they had to realize where, what purpose God had for each of them and their individuals and their daughter, the whole family really figured out that this was going to be a, a bigger, a bigger view. And they even from the beginning started planning a succession plan as part of this uh -huh. exercise with um, the uh, uh, coaching started realizing that they need to not have just a plan for their business, but a plan for the succession of their business. It really thinking long term. Yeah, I appreciate her candor um, and and the fact she's a professional transition from you know about that from corporate America mm -hmm. to launch a business family. And she talked about having to go back because mm -hmm. the business wasn't enough to meet. And then now she's back fully and the growth they have. I mean, oh you know, gosh. from <laughs> three fifty to over a million three or something. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. Uh -huh. That is incredible. Well, guys, listen, that's all for the day. So we want to make sure we invite you tomorrow, right? You know, tomorrow, make sure you sign up. Go to NehemiahWeek.com, NehemiahWeek.com. Register for Nehemiah Week, and you can come tomorrow. We can experience amazing speakers on the theme Operational Excellence, starting out with a worship service in the morning and then a devotional time, and then our speakers. Don't forget to come early for prayer. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And then we're going to have some amazing breakouts tomorrow. Then we're going to go into Wednesday. Similarly, we're going to have Ann Baylor with us as well. On, Auntie, on Auntie Ann Baylor, the one That's who right. Auntie Pressels. Exactly. right, from the, 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 the Auntie Ann Pressels. You, you, I know you've had that. Come hear her story. And then on Thursday, we'll have our investors forum. We'll talk to you about what does it look like to raise capital to our investors. You'll hear from actual entrepreneurs who raise capital, and you'll also hear from investors as to what are some things you need to consider. We're also going to introduce a new concept of investing called 
revenue-based investing. So make sure you sign up. And then on Friday, you will find out who will win the 2002 business plan competition, 2022 international business plan competition. And on Saturday, we're going to wrap it up with David Benham at our international um, ministry, state of the ministry event. We'll have Vanessa and Jason back with us. So in conclusion, so uh, Susan, what's the compelling reason why they should join us this year? What would you say? Um, to step out and get bigger perspective. I think if you are running a business, if you're even if you are thinking someday about running a business, this is, and you are a believer, you actually want to live out your faith in the marketplace. This is an amazing, um, quick way, efficient way to not only learn some things, but get inspired by people from all over the world who are doing it, who are not, they're not just showing you the shiny side of it. They're talking about the ways they've had to adapt and adjust to accomplish it. But the number of people you get to network with, the number, I mean, you can talk to every one of the speakers through the chat. You can connect with people in the breakouts. You get to be, build your community, your brain trust of people who are living out their faith in the marketplace. That's why to be part of this. Ooh, I love that. Just in case some are either lazy or just can't afford to come, what's the one tip you would give them, uh, Susan, for operational excellence? Because you're going to teach tomorrow. What's like, give them one little freebie from your talk, maybe. So, yeah, so tomorrow I'm talking about adapting. And yeah. the, the point about this operational excellence is one way to achieve it is to be, create an adaptive advantage. Mm -hmm. Figure out how you get, you actually create competitive advantage by being great at adapting. And we're going to talk about more about that tomorrow. Awesome. I love that adaptive advantage. So make sure you sign up for tomorrow. Tomorrow you will have uh, myself. Uh, you'll have Susan. You'll have uh, uh, Serene Baker. Uh, you'll have Andy Mason. He'll be sharing tomorrow as well. From we'll New have, Zealand. Yeah, he's, got, he's coming from New Zealand. That's right. You have a number of breakouts. You'll have uh, Pastor Noella from Paris, France. He'll be sharing the devotional time. We have worship from Mami Lumande. That will be happening as well tomorrow. And then tomorrow, of course, um, you'll have an amazing and amazing experience of connecting with various biblical entrepreneurs. Listen, in conclusion, what we learned really is that operation excellence is the same in Asia in Africa, in Europe, in Latin America, and North America. Whatever language you speak, it translates the same way. The pursuit of best and better in the name of Christ. I want to pray for you. Before I do, if you enjoy this podcast, share with your friends. Put it on social, on Twitter, on WhatsApp, on YouTube, on your Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest, whatever you do. Share it there with others, other entrepreneurs that can be inspired and encouraged on this journey towards operational excellence. With that, let me pray for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that are under your care and to steward it with excellence in such a way that one day you will hear those wonderful words. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Guess what? He'll not make it real much. God bless you. Susan, thank you. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs>